God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Hey, you're listening to By Design. My name is Wesley Wildman, and this is my wife, Chelsea. Chelsea, thank you for being on the program. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here, and we're going to talk about the topic for today is the sanctification of marriage, and we know within that there are many different uh, situations that we come to and through and overcome in marriage that helps sanctify us, that makes us more like Christ, and we're going to get into that. We're going to do as we typically do. With each program, when we have a topic, we deal, we will define that, and we'll give you the biblical definition of sanctification here in just a little bit, and we're excited to do that. I know that uh, we have seen um, uh, many uh, different images and pictures of marriage that we see in our culture and in, and in entertainment and in the church, and there are a lot of good things that we see about marriage, but it just seems like over and over again, Chelsea, that we in the culture, what we see is just a negative view and um, a very selfish view of marriage. And so we want to talk about the beauty thereof today, and we understand that there is a covenant, and that word is often left out when discussing marriage nowadays. Many times the decisions I know that Chelsea and I have seen, and Chelsea, you can feel free to comment on this if you'd like, but we've seen in Friends of Ours, and, and, and those that weren't necessarily Friends of Ours, but we knew thereof, that... Uh, when it comes to the word covenant, they that was not part of their um, thought process when they were having difficulties. And so many marriages fail because they don't understand or they forget or they just didn't understand to begin with that a marriage is a covenant between their, them, their spouse, and God. And just as God doesn't leave or forsake us under any circumstances, nor should we do that with our spouse. So it's very important to make your marriage a covenant because you will have, which we'll talk about today, a lot of really, really good things, a lot of highs, a lot of really good experiences. Chelsea and I are going to talk about uh, some of the things we learned when we first began our marriage early on and some of the, the, the fun things of it. Um, but also there's marriage comes with challenges and difficulties that we can't allow Satan to get a foothold in our life and destroy our marriage. And that's what we want to talk about today, the sanctification of marriage. So, uh, Chelsea, um, as we move into the program here, tell our audience just a little bit, um, and we'll do this periodically because I know we'll have new listeners, but tell our audience a little bit about you, about us, about our family, some of the things we enjoy doing, just so they can get to know us a little better. Yes, so you and I have been married nearly eight years uh, coming up in October, and we have two children and one on the way that God's blessed us with, and we're really thankful for those blessings and for them also sanctifying us as well. Um, Even raising children is very (laughs) sanctifying. So um, That's funny you mentioned that. That's not even on the topic today, but we we could come back and talk about that. Yes, that could be a whole other topic in (laughs) discussion. But, um, yes, we enjoy going to church and spending time with our family and watching our kids' sports. So that's just a little bit about us. Good, good. Well, we um, have some things that we want to discuss today. And I just remember, um, well, listen, before I forget, let's go, just want to let y'all know, go to afa.net slash by design. This is all new. 
Okay, we've been we've put this um, this idea together about a year and a half or so ago. Abe Hamilton the third, many of y'all familiar with a talk show host on uh, AFR and a public policy analyst here at AFA. He came to us um, and he had this idea to reclaim the beauty, the encouragement, the value, and the benefits of the way God designed marriage. You can go to afa.net slash by design. Abe has a short video up there that explains the purpose, the mission, and what we're trying to accomplish. And there you can also find articles, and that's what that's all we get, articles, and we have billboards floating around across the country that point people to the benefits of marriage and to this website. However, we will also have um, podcasts. We will have, um, we'll have um, short videos of words of encouragement that Chelsea and I and others are being a part of. So you'll see a different host throughout the um, throughout the weekends. And so we're just we're, Chelsea and I are just grateful to be a part of that. Um, so we're just great, grateful for this opportunity to talk about some of the things we've learned, some of the things we've done wrong, some of the things we've done right. And this is exciting for us. So uh, Chelsea, I, when we're preparing for this program, I was thinking back about when we first got married. Can you even remember that? <laughs> Yeah, it's been a minute, but yes. <laughs> it's been a while. You, you mentioned that we've been married for eight years. It's hard to believe it's been that long. And uh, this may be new for, for a lot of people, but we dated and got married in under a year. Yes, we did. We did. Do you remember the timeline? Yep, it was pretty quick. Pretty quick. <laughs> pretty quick for most people. I, I always forget, what, what were we dated? Did we date for six years and then plan six our— Six months. I'm sorry. Six, did we date for six months and then plan our marriage, our wedding in five months, or was it yes. vice versa? Yes, we dated for six, planned okay. our wedding in five, and built a house also. Oh, yeah. That's sanctifying, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of things in marriage are. Um. So, so um. okay, so— the point that I was getting to is that uh, at the beginning of our marriage, first time marriage, there's a lot of things that I remember us saying things like, um, and this is one I wrote down. I remember just shortly after we were married, we said things like, this is the first time we're eating ice cream as Mr. and Mrs. Wesley Wildman. You know, things like that. Do you remember those experiences? Can you remember some of the things that we did when we were first newly newlyweds? Maybe not those small ones, yeah. um, but I, I, go, well, I wouldn't remember that except for that I wrote it down. Yes. So. Well, I Mess. go toward the, the kind of bigger picture. I remember building our house um, while we were playing our wedding and how we kind of divided and conquered with the help of our moms. Um, they yes. were helping us even even beyond high school and college. Um, but yes, we planned our wedding and built our house together and then just moving in. I, I, I vividly remember staying up until maybe three o'clock in the morning, just being so excited that we were finally back from our honeymoon, getting settled in our house because our house was not ready until we got back. So we had boxes just sitting there waiting to be um, unpacked and to settle in our home together and just to kind of build those memories. And I remember you you were tired. You said, I'm going to bed. You can finish this. I remember that this. like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you can finish this. And um, yeah, let me know how it goes in the morning. And yeah. I was so excited and amped up mm-hmm. and then, of course, tired the next day. But those fun memories of, yes, being a newlywed and moving in. And then we got married in October and then we had our first Christmas together. And I remember, you know, having to discuss those small but big things at the time you know whose family are we going to go to and Mm -hmm. how does this rotate and how are we going to fit this into our schedules of holidays um, moving forward in our marriage and 
so we got to have some of those fun conversations and um, have those fun memories as our own little family, um, even though it was just you and I. So building traditions together with our first Christmas and celebrating the birth of Christ together was a, a memory that, that I'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got tons of those. I know that I've written down a couple on the way, and then we can just look back and think about our first vacation together. We can think back to, our, like, as you mentioned, our first vacation, or you mentioned our first vacation. No, you mentioned our first Christmas together. Yeah, first Christmas together and things like that. And so um, are you, were you were you pretty impressed that I remembered that we said that about the eating ice cream for the first time as miserable oh yeah before. i can't remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought better that, memory I, than me today look i thought that was going to impress you it didn't seem like it did too much i remember that though well that that is impressive yes. good job thank you that that was uh one of the first things we that i can remember us saying shortly after we got married that that was and we did that with a lot of things you know for that first year you know like you said buying a house together making those big changes uh, everything was the first of Mr. Midwest. Now, here's the thing, though, Chelsea, and we've seen this and you know this, that after that first little wave of honeymoon, what do they call it? The, the honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. Say that again for us. The honeymoon phase. <laughs> yes, the honeymoon phase. Then we begin to see um, the challenges, the difficulties, the things that come yeah, up. Yeah, you just settle into life a little bit more together instead mm-hmm. of everything being grand and wonderful all the time, yes. which it can be a lot of the times, but um, as wonderful as marriage is, yes, it does come with its difficulties and its challenges, and we have faced all of the happy times and the challenging times together. So, yes, and sanctification is part of, I would say, all of that, yes. the good and the bad. Well, not bad, challenging. The challenging, there you go, challenging. So we have found that after that first honeymoon phase that people were in, that, we're, that we were in, um, there is still, and I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it over and over again, um, marriage, even with its difficulties, far outweigh, especially being married to you, far outweigh any any other alternative, uh, whether that being single, whether that being, uh, you know, people choosing uh, routes that are outside God's design for marriage, the difficulties that come and the challenges that come with marriage, the benefits, the rewards, the love, the care, the celebrations, the victories, the uh, memories, the moments that we can go back and think about, like as we mentioned here, far outweigh any hard day or difficulty that we could face. And we've learned, I learned, Wesley learned, let me speak for myself, I learned right away that in marriage uh, that it exposes your sin. So there was a point in my life that I reached right before we met that I really thought that I was about, obviously, obviously didn't think I was perfect, but I was in a really good spiritual walk. I was serving in many different capacities with ministry. I was reading my Bible daily. I was going to church. I was doing all the things that would come from being uh, a faithful Christian young man. And then we got married and it quickly exposed a lot of sin nature in my life that I didn't know was there and that I didn't know existed. So let me just define the word sanctification for us. Sanctification is for a Christian for a Christian is a lifelong process of being made like Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit that results in changed life 
change behavior for life or, or ch- change life for the believer. So I'll say that one more time. I kind of stumbled at the end. Sanctification for a Christian is a lifelong process of being made like Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit, resulting in a changed life for the believer. So for, for evidence of a Christian that's being sanctified is you were once doing one thing and now you're doing another. That doesn't mean that you won't have setbacks, failures, and and, and hardships, but that you're always moving toward being made like Christ. And the word that I use often is a Christian should be practicing the word repentance on on a on a on a regular basis because we're trying to be made more like Christ. So, Chelsea, with that definition of sanctification, would you mind taking about a minute or two? And I know it's kind of lengthy, but would you mind? reading our Bible verse. We'll share a couple others, but reading the primary Bible verse that we want to look at today. Yes, and I was going to say um, with sanctification, I always, when we do have our challenging times, tell you I would rather have a bad day with you than a good day with anybody else. So Amen. I know that that's a, maybe silly to other people, but we just, you know, when you go through those challenging times to remember and to remind each other that you know, you are leaning on them even through the hard times. So, Amen. I'm I'll, glad you remember I'm gonna that. I'm going to say that one yeah. more time. Yeah. I would have a, I would rather have a bad day with you than a good day with anybody else or by myself. And so, same to you. <laughs> yes. So just a good reminder to everybody um, to remember that when you are going through those challenging times. So we are going to focus on Ephesians 5, 22 through, tw- excuse me, 22 through 33. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as the Christ, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And again, that's Ephesians five twenty-two through thirty-three. Now, I'll, I would ask our audience, but they can't respond because obviously we're on radio. So I'll ask you, and I'll ask our audience, but I know I won't be able to get an answer. <laughs> but Chelsea, was there one word that stood out to you there? One sentence, something that stood out. Oh goodness! I know there's a lot. All of it. All of it. Okay, there's one word I'm looking for, and I won't. Yeah. I won't. I won't allow it to get awkward. I'll give you the answer. How about that? Okay. Right there in the middle, it uses the word sanctify. Did oh well, that? yeah, that's yeah. our topic, so that's that makes topic. sense. That's right. But yeah, all of it, all of it yeah. stuck out to me. Yes. Right, here it is again. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her, that He might sanctify her. 
having cleansed her with the washing of the water of the word. Washing of the water. That means this, uh, and this is something that with our schedule and other things that I've allowed to to kind of fall toward the bottom of the list that I've got to do a lot better job of and preparing for this program, it reminded me of it. That And that is to, as husbands, we need to be washing our wor- washing our spouse with the Word, whether that's through a text message of a Bible verse of encouragement, whether that's reading the Bible with your spouse at night or asking them questions about what they've read and what they're studying. But washing our spouse with the Word is a is a primary responsibility for us as husbands, and I know that I've got to do a better job of that and preparing for this program, reminding me of that. And so we see that in there because we understand that the Word of God sanctifies us. We know that the Word of God helps us become made more like Christ. And as I was studying for that, that was uh, a huge emphasis that was needed to be pointed out in that passage of Scripture. Because marriage is an important relationship to God, and it uses, and and God's word uses, uh, it sanctifies us um, and His bride. So, um, with the the last eight or nine or ten minutes we've got left here, at Chelsea, what are some things that we can share with our listening audience that we have? learn that has sanctified us um, and be thinking about it and before you answer let me just remind our listening audience that you can go to afa.net slash by design that's afa.net slash by design we have a handful of articles up there that discusses uh, family marriage um, um, and also we have a short video up, th- video up there that explains what we're uh, what this whole idea is about because I know it's fairly new for a lot of people. So go check that out at afa.net slash by design. If you're interested in helping us get a billboard up to promote this and you're wanting to cover the cost of it or you're wanting to uh, help sponsor one, just call up here to um, AFA and we will and ask for Wesley Wildman and I'll be able to hook you up. I know this is a big effort of ours. I think we've got around 30 billboards up now across 35 different states and we're just we really want to remind people the the benefits and the rewards of marriage so Chelsea um I'll read a Bible verse here in a little bit a little bit before we get there what are some things that we've learned in marriage that has helped sanctify us that made us more like Christ oh goodness you're look your face said I was, marriage I was just going somewhere else with that oh, go, go, um, go you go where you go where go well where. I was just gonna say something that um during the sanctification process, mm, sure. it seems like, you know, yes, trying to talk through things and you you might even call it an, an argument or a discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of couples call them a lot of different things. But during those discussions about, um, you know, the sanctification process and becoming more like Christ, something that has helped you and I, I believe, we were told early on, um, no, we don't always practice this, but we need to to attempt to do better at that. But This is, program is just much for us as it is for anybody. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, when, when you talk through things, because you're going to have to in marriage, no marriage is perfect, regardless of what you might see on social media or what people might portray. Um, yes, nothing, nothing is perfect. 
um, no one is perfect beyond Jesus. And so when we work through those things, when we discuss things, I know that one one major nugget of wisdom stuck out, and that was to ask the other person instead of being accusatory or, um, you know, telling them, oh, you mean this. Why, why not say— yeah. Maybe not necessarily that, but just saying, um, this is what I hear. Is this what you mean? Okay. So when someone is, you know, telling you, when you're telling me something, um, then I might, could possibly take another way. I could just say, you know, I'm, I'm hearing this. Is this what you're trying to tell me? Right. And that does help, I think, cut off at the pass a lot of, um, you know, it could be, could trend downward, could be a negative um, discussion or or um, topic to cover. But I think that when you just more try to be an active listener instead of passive and just kind of tuning out for a moment and then jumping back in with what you think you heard, <laughs> I'm hearing this, is this what you're saying? So that has helped us in some of those discussions. I know um, it's helped me. And just to you know, going along with, with our um, Bible verses, just to consider you above myself and to, you know, really respect you and to always come to you as the head of our household. And um, yeah, so so those are some things that I was pondering as you were explaining a little bit more about by design. Yeah, well, uh, it sounds to me like you've got a good plan over there. <laughs> You go, I don't know about that, but just yeah. just thinking on some things that sanctification um, has taught me and that we attempt to practice sometimes. There, yeah, because communication ultimately, you know, most arguments come or most uh, yeah. Let's go with arguments. That's fair. Arguments or or challenges or or differences come from lack of communication. And what you're describing there is something that you've learned in your process is you've humbled yourself to the point where you said, look, um, it's, it's important that it's important to you to make it um, an importance to communicate well. And if you can resolve an argument based on just clarification, why allow it to ravel out of control to, to the point where you're arguing about something in which you, you agree on? And so communication ultimately is a huge part. I know that there's stats out there that show that, um, and it's true that there's a lot of marriages fail because of finances and others fail because of social media. But I think also, too, right in the middle of all that is going to be lack of communication. So make sure you communicate. Yes, communication is huge in marriage for sure. If you don't talk, you will not know what the other person is (laughs) thinking or considering or... Um, etc. Well, yes. All right. I was going to say something real quick, but before I do, I don't want to forget my question. What do you mean by when you say active listening? What does that mean? Being engaged, being involved, and participating in the conversation instead of just listening and responding is the way that you think. Gotcha. Like, okay. So you're looking at me like I need to do better at that. Is that right? Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying that early on, um, I know when we went through our marriage counseling, that was something that was huge, was active listening and communication was huge. You know, every couple is going to have different things that are, 
um, important to them. Every every couple is going to have things that they have to work through and, you know, do things differently. Finances, you know, we've discussed this with our close circle of friends. Everyone does that differently, whether yeah, the right. husband takes care of that, whether the wife does, whether they both do together, um, you know, kind of budgets and things of that sort. And then, of course, how you raise your children, how you're going to discipline, how you're going to teach these biblical lessons to them. All of that has to, it, it all stems from communication. Well, and I remember Brother Bert, uh, Pastor Bert, he does it spoil the word here on American Family Radio. I've done some, uh, I've, I've sat in his office and talked to him about this particular topic and just the biblical view of marriage. And and uh, he's been pastoring and counseling for uh, 30 plus years. It's probably way more than that, but at least 30 years. And he told me something similar. He said, there's what you said, there's what your spouse thought you said, and there's what you meant to say. And, so, <laughs> and sometimes what I say is not what you said, it's how hey, you said uh, it. There's a fourth so, one. Okay. That's yes, why we're doing I the program. I really think that, goodness, yeah. this could have just been called communication in sanctification. Yeah. Well, we figured we, uh, with sanctification within that, you can discuss anything that helps to make you more like Christ. The idea here is that through our marriage, um, after you know the honeymoon phase settles in, we found that there are challenges and difficulties, and it's imp- and that we found to look at those as a way of sanctification. That's the biblical way to look at hardships and difficulties and, and arguments is that God is trying to make us more like Him. And there's two options here. We can either uh, turn inward, become selfish, and blame the other person and uh, always be the victim and everybody else, everything is always your spouse's fault. Or we can take responsibility in our marriage and try to work at it just as we would work out our salvation. We work out our marriage and to communicate and to put the other spouse first and to try to allow God to sanctify us through our differences because— And sometimes that is hard. Putting somebody else, you know, your spouse, your children, really anybody above yourself is—that's we're going against our flesh. I mean, our flesh is— you know, is selfish, and we do consider what we want sometimes above others. But that is definitely not that is definitely not what the scripture you know tells us to do. Yeah, so. it's important. So it is. So while yeah, we're you know emphasizing a lot of communication. The point that we're making here is that the, through our differences, God sanctifies us because we are willing to be sanctified. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes I'm more stubborn than others. Sometimes you are, and sometimes it takes us longer to get to that point. I definitely am. I will say that. (laughs) On radio, on the record. Okay. I'm definitely stubborn sometimes, but it's because I want to get my point across. But I do think that, you know, God is going to put those that work, you know, best together, together. And and we definitely do even in our differences. So, Mm -hmm. well, and And God has sanctified us and will continue to, this is a daily thing. It's not like you reach a point where, okay, we've made it. We're good. Sanctification is a daily process. And that's what the scriptures tell us. You know, and as we come to our conclusion with the minute or minute and a half or so we got left, that's the whole beautiful, beautiful picture of marriage being a reflection of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in John. 1717 it says sanctify them in truth your word is truth so let's all continue to go back to the truth of the word of god to sanctify us in our marriages 
Amen. Can't say any better than that. You're listening to By Design on American Family Radio. Go to afa.net slash by design to find out more. We're so grateful you tuned in. We pray in the name of Jesus that God blesses your marriage. And if you're single and you're, and you're considering a spouse, we pray that God will provide a godly spouse for you. See you next week. Thanks, guys.